Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome to this week's episode of the Buzzed with Brian podcast. We are on our ninth beer review episode. I'm really excited about getting to that double digit mark. Today is a big one. We've got some great tales ahead of us. We have two young entrepreneurs brought together by beer, bonded over potential international espionage, and of course the outcome is a brand new beer style. First things first, today's episode is sponsored by Cribbage Boards. Even if you don't know what one is, go online, buy one. Thank me later, have a beer, play the game. On this episode, we are featuring a Vienna-styled lager. That's right, we have another traditional European beer lined up. And the beer we have featured today is Capital Brewery here in Madison. It is their winter seasonal, so this is Winter Skull. Now, on to the show. So for today, we have a very fun episode lined up. I'm excited to do this one because the Vienna Lager is actually has a really nice close history to another beer we've already done. So if you haven't already, I would recommend checking out episode 003 when I did the Helle's Lager. There's going to be a lot of tie-ins on the history. But before we get into that, let's talk about some of these style characteristics for the Vienna Lager. This beer is going to be very approachable for a lot of people. The ABV ranges usually from 4.5 to 5.5%, so down on the sessionable end the bitterness as well is quite low ranging in the low to mid 20s and as far as the characteristics of the flavor profile go we're going to have a very malty aroma and a slight malt sweetness additionally you may see this beer marketed as a martin styled beer or even just a plain amber but to me both of those are different styles and we will cover those in future episodes don't you worry But the Vienna Lager is going to have more of a dry finish compared to its Martin and Amber counterparts. And there's a couple other things that make a Vienna Lager specifically a Vienna Lager when it comes to the grain bill. And we'll talk about that with the history. So let's get into it. So the inception of this style all starts with someone that had the title the King of Beer. Or at least that's what people called them. And honestly, I'm still waiting for the ballots. I mean, I want to write myself in. I want to become the king of beer. But maybe for the next 2024 election, we can we can make that work. <laughs> but back then, the king of beer was an Anton Dreyer. And this all started when Anton inherited the Schweikat Brewery. Schweikat was located just outside of Vienna, Austria. So we're already starting to get a little bit where the name is coming from with this style. And Schweikat had been around since 1632, but Anton's dad purchased it in 1796. And Anton, fortunately, or I should say unfortunately, inherited this brewery when his dad passed away. However, at the time he was too young to take over and start running the business. So what does any young person do? Why, they go on a big road trip travel around, take notes on all the brews and food, and just have a good time. That leads us into the year 1833. Only 23 at the time, Anton decides to call up his buddy. Well, I suppose the telephone wasn't quite invented yet, so maybe he just sent a little carrier pigeon with a note saying, hey, 
want to travel around and drink beer. <laughs> but he decided to get in touch with his buddy, Gabriel Settlemeyer. That's right. That's the guy we talked about in episode 003, who brought the Helles Lager into Bavaria, Germany. And he was the one that inherited Spottenbury from his dad. So there's a lot of similarities going on here with family business. But Gabriel said, yeah, man, we got it. Let's tour Europe and let's drink some beer together. So they set off in 1833 and went on a three-year tour all over the place. One of the places that they really took away a lot of knowledge from, and I mean they really took away a lot of things from, was London, England. So allegedly the part of this beer espionage is that Gabriel and Anton both had these fake hollow canes and they would pretend that they needed to walk with them. And in my mind, I'm picturing the ridiculous starting scene of Willy Wonka when he's, you know, hobbling out of the, the factory and then pretends to fall. <laughs> but no, these guys had these fake canes and they would steal warts and grain and yeast samples from breweries all across England. They say all good espionage must come to an end. And at the end of their three-year journey, Gabriel and... Anton decided to go back to their hometowns and start running their family's breweries. So in 1836, Anton started to kind of formulate this new near-caramelized malt, which nowadays is referred to as Vienna malt. So if you have a amber-styled beer or a Vienna lager and it says it has Vienna malt, it comes from this exact time point in history, which is kind of cool. And what he did was he took this new Vienna malt and he combined that with bottom fermenting lager yeast. And by 1841, he officially had a new beer launched under the Schweikat Brewery and they just called it Lager Beer. Soon thereafter, as this beer started gaining ground and getting distributed across Europe, the style just became a Vienna style lager. And that's what we get the name from and that's the history of this beer. Today we have another Madison, Wisconsin staple in the craft brew scene. We have Capital Brewery, and it's located over on the west side of town. You know, it's more in Middleton than it is Madison, but we'll still claim it as our own, as this is the capital city. And in the spring of 1986 is when they opened their doors. As they opened, their mission was to bring traditional German-styled beer to the Madison market, and that's kind of what they wanted to focus on. And in that spring, their first brew was a German-styled Pilsner. And I think that Capital does a really good job of still having a lot of those traditional styles, but they certainly have branched out since then, and they include beers all across the board. The crazy thing is that as they've continued to expand some of their styles over the years, they continue to do it so well. Capital Brewery is one of the more decorated breweries here in town. Obviously, they've been around for three plus decades, but they have hardware from the Great American Beer Festival in Colorado, from the U.S. Beer Open Championships, and from the Great Taste of the Midwest, which is located here in Madison every summer and would recommend that beer festival for any beer fan that's, you know, in Wisconsin during the summer months. It's, it's a very, very good time. Another neat thing about Capital Brewery, and we talked about this in last week's episode with Central Waters, but Capital Brewery is also very conscious of the carbon footprint that they put on as they brew their beer. In April of 2014, they installed an array of solar panels to help contribute to their energy needs and energy consumption. 
And much like many other breweries, they donate all of their spent grain to help farmers feed their cattle. This is a great setup for a lot of breweries as they produce a lot of organic waste with this spent grain once they're done extracting all of the sugars out of it for the yeast to eat. In turn, farmers get a lot of really nutritious feed for their cattle to help them produce the things that they need to produce and make money on their end. So it's a great relationship a lot of brewers have with their local farmers and Capital Brewery definitely takes advantage of this. Enough history of Capital Brewery. I'm starting to get a little thirsty here, so let's get on to this beer. So we have the best part of the show now. We are about to open this beer and we have the Winter Skull in hand. This beer is weighing in at 5.8%, so it's actually above kind of that top range of what you would think for a Vienna lager. And it is sitting at 17 IBUs, so not very bitter, definitely lower end on that scale. This is Capital Brewery's winter seasonal, so it may be hard to find in stores now, and I've been actually cherishing this one. I have not had this beer in probably half a decade, and I'm really excited to try it again for the first time. And I've been I've been sitting on this one for this episode, so I'm I'm really really excited. The bottle itself, we're drinking out of a 12 ounce bottle today, and on the side it says it has a warm amber hue, subtle hop aroma, rich and malty finish. So without further ado, let's get on to this pour. Okay, so as we're pouring this beer out here, it is really pretty. I mean, brilliant clarity. You can see right through it. And the color is pouring amber, copper. I mean, it's it's very, it's it's nice. Not a lot of carbonation. I mean, enough to let you know it's there. The head is dissipated pretty quickly. And if we bring our nose to the glass, let's see what that gives us. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. One, one more. It's, it's subtle. What am I smelling there? Okay, so I think I'm getting like a sweet, sugary lemon smell. Uh, not quite zest. You know, it's, it doesn't smell acidic. There's not. It's not like the zest of the lemon or the juice of a lemon, but almost more like a lemon candy. And there's definitely like a very subtle bread background there. Let's see what the flavor looks like here. One sip here. Mmm. Oh my, that's... Oh, wow. Talk about, I don't think I've had a beer bring me back since 001 when I did the uh, Hopalicious, but yeah, let's let's get another sip. Mm-hmm. I am transported right back to 2013, 2012 right now. That might be the last time I've had this beer. Wow. Uh, so this beer is malt forward. Uh, it's, it's fairly sweet throughout, but it's not overpowering. I don't think that's a bad thing. And let me just, let me get one more sip here to kind of catch the back end better. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, there's a mild hop flavor in there, and that hop is, it's not really that bitter, It's, it, but it's got a little bit of a spice note to it, and I'm trying to put my tongue to it, you know, what, what, does, what is that spice I'm getting? It's almost like resembles a bit of clove. I think the, the mouthfeel on this, too, as I'm letting it sit, it's, you know, it's definitely medium to a full body, and it's a pretty dry finish, and it, it wicks away pretty quickly on the tongue, so overall, I'm just very impressed with this beer. Um, drinkability... I think I would want to enjoy this with a, a nice hearty meal of meat and potatoes, you know, something like that. But I think this is very approachable for anyone that's going to like a beer that has a little bit more presence to it as far as the body goes. And they don't mind feeling that full sensation. But this is this is very appealing and I'm looking forward to finishing the rest of this. So with that, let's get on to these ratings. These ratings. 
Okay, so I just finished up the Winter Skull here, and I've got to say, this beer is really hitting the heartstrings. The nostalgia is pumping through, and I'm trying my best not to let that get to me when I rate this beer, but 0 to 5, here it goes. I think this beer is very appropriate for the style. I think it fits a lot of what you'd expect from a Vienna Lager, from appearance, from aroma, from the taste, and all the way down to the finish. And this is a very, very good beer. So... Nostalgia aside, I'm going to give this beer a strong 4.5 out of 5, and that's a review. All right, beer fans, that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in this week, and actually, thank you for tuning in every week. I mean, this podcast has been going for almost two months now, and I've really been enjoying putting it together, and it really just, I've had so many people reach out saying, we love the podcast, we love it, we listen every week, and that's the kind of energy that keeps me going. So thank you so much to all of you, and if I could ask one favor, just continue to share the love, you know, show this podcast to a friend, a common beer drinker, sit down, enjoy a beer with them while while you listen, and I think that's what it's all about. If you want to find the beer we had on today or any other of Capital Brewery's delightful malted treats, feel free to check out their website. They do have a Find My Beer feature, but Capital Brewery does have a pretty large distribution. You should be able to find it wildly available across Wisconsin and into the neighboring states. Before we sign off here, as always, check out the social media. Give me a like, a follow, a subscribe, You know, rate the podcast on whatever your listening platform is. That's really helpful for me. And if you have any other beer submissions or just show ideas, feel free to reach me at buzzedwithbrian at gmail.com. Happy to take any feedback. And that wraps things up. Can't wait to get back on the mic again here soon with you all. Cheers, beers. Cheers.